0: All right, Brian, it just dawned on me. You know, we, we talked about that whole game, and and I failed to mention, like, really, we, we didn't even discuss. There was so much going on in this game, we didn't even discuss the star of the game, Tony Pollard, which we'll get to that here in just a second. But first, I also failed to mention at the beginning of the show our, our great partner here at Love the Star, and that's Boomer Jacks. You know, Boomer Jacks is the spot— for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for a night out with the family, if you're looking for a place to have drinks, you know, happy hour with your coworkers, if you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, whatever the game might be, Boomer Jacks is the perfect place for it, especially on Tuesday and Wednesday nights right now. On Tuesdays, they've got half-price bone-in wings. On Wednesday, they have half-price boneless wings. So a great deal, whatever type of wings you like. I know there's a a big debate out there about the boneless versus bone-in wings. I used to be the same way until I had Boomer Jacks, and I've had both, and now I love both. I can accept both. The coldest beer in the Metroplex is at Boomer Jacks drink special starting at $3 buckets of beer. It's a great atmosphere. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, every game you can possibly think of it's there at Boomer Jack's. and There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by heading over to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. Brian brought us. Tell me about Tony Pollard and your thoughts on that because we didn't even get there. Tony Pollard was fantastic on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think he did an outstanding job and I think Tony Pollard was ready for this opportunity in years past, we'd seen Tony Pollard not really share carries with Ezekiel Elliott. It would always been third series of the game. I was talking with Brad Sham about this and, you know, I mean, how many times does Brad say, well, Tony Pollard now in the game, it'd be the third series of the of the game. And then he'd play yeah. a third series of the third quarter kind of a thing. You've seen more of through week eight you've seen more of him and Zeke sharing those carries. And, you know, that's the thing I think is that was – that's what helped Tony Pollard get ready for his opportunity. Tony Pollard's a fine player. And Tony Pollard is – can more than – you know, he can more than carry the mail for you when he has to. But the fact that he's played the first eight games and it's been a sharing of carries – and not just all Zeke, all Zeke, and then when Zeke goes down, well, okay, let's see what Tony can do. I think he had an idea of what Tony could do when we came into this game. It was just going to be a matter of, was he going to be okay on the third down and short stuff? And, uh, you know, how many carries were you going to give him? I thought they did a great job with him and Malik Davis. I thought the offensive line created plenty enough space for him. Tony ran the ball hard. They didn't get any bad third down in short situations and get stuffed or any of that. So, uh, tip of the cap for Tony, but Tony's been playing and getting ready for this this role for for a while. I mean that that the fact that he hasn't he's shared carries I think is a big thing.
0: Fourteen carries, one hundred thirty-one yards, three touchdowns for Tony Pollard. And you know, you mentioned those third and shorts that that big fifty-four yard touchdown run on a third and one carry. Yeah. Uh, so he, he performed at a very high level. Uh, let's take a look. Now that we're at the bye week, Cowboys sit at 6-2. and two. They've got the second half of the season coming up ahead of them. Let's take a look at some of these questions about where the Cowboys need to move forward. And, and this is a good transition point here because we can talk about Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Heading into today, even though it's been a closer split, Ezekiel Elliott still had 40 more touches than uh, Tony Pollard on the year. And Tony Pollard, I believe, heading into the day, had more yards from scrimmage. Right, So you're the guy who's got more yards from scrimmage on 40 fewer touchings, a much more dynamic player. The question is not, does Zeke get benched or does Zeke get cut? Like, Zeke's going to be here. The question is, should that be flipped? In the second half of the season, should Tony Pollard
1: have 40 more touches than Zeke? I think you're going to play some better defenses down the road. And I think this is where um... – you know, depending on how the offensive line, and I think the offensive line blocks well for both these guys. Sure. But but I, you know, Bobby, I, if Zeke was struggling like last year, and say Zeke didn't, say we didn't know that Zeke had hurt his knee, but Zeke is struggling, and you're kind of thinking like, well, man, when I give Zeke the ball, it's a 3.2 yards of carry. And I give it to Pollard, and it's 4.5. And, you know, your eyes tell you that one's getting to and through the hole quicker. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I think that they've done a great job just trying to balance these two guys out. I I think, you know, what was it the other day? They had 27 carries between them, 15 and 12, you know, for a buck 42. I keep saying it, 5.2 yards a carry. I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that because, to me, if you split those carries that way and give them both the opportunity, it's two guys sharing the load. It's not one guy getting 27 carries and then he's not healthy enough till Friday to go do that again. I think the wear and tear you're saving on these backs by giving one 15, the other 12, I should it be huge disparity? Should one get 20 and the other six? No, it, but if they're if they're pretty close to what they're doing, I, I have no problem. I, I think you need to come up with more creative ways to get them both in the backfield or, you know, like, and you saw a little bit of that where Zeke's the halfback Pollard's a a wing or a, a slot or whatever you have to do. I think there's just some seriously good creative ways to get them both on the field, get them both touches they need. But if you're telling me I can have 27 carries, 142 yards for a five point average, I'm, I'm I'm going with that. I'm going with that. Uh, that that all day. I guess the
0: thing that uh, you know when you look at there's 40 more touches coming into today that I and mean, that does end up being you know five more touches a game for Zeke. So while it's not a yeah, great, but
1: how many are like those third and one, third and twos? You know? Sure,
0: sure. But I mean, like generally every game that Zeke and Pollard are playing, Zeke's getting more touches. Sure. And so I feel like there there's a better way to establish. I mean, you look at today, like when we talk about. They combine for 27 carries, for 142 or whatever. Like we see today, like Pollard on 14 carries gets damn near 142 on his own. And we see that explosiveness and how tough that is. I guess that's just the thing is that shouldn't it come down to Pollard should be primary because the explosiveness is just – it's so invaluable for what this offense is trying to do.
1: Yeah, I i sound like I'm fighting for Ezekiel Elliott. I'm fighting for two guys I think – both deserve opportunity. And I, sure. I, understand, I understand what you're saying about explosiveness and the players. I, I'm i not, you know, I, I'm i getting older and, I, you know, my vision's not great all the time, but I kind of feel like that my eyes are telling me that Zeke is still playing at a, at a solid level. And Pollard, you know, given opportunities, I think he's playing as a solid level as well. And so to here, me – Here's, here's the I, I understand. I understand. It's well, no, no. I once, just what's mean- explosive and makes people miss, and the other is just pretty much gets what's blocked. Well, I mean, at times, we'll show balance, we'll be able to spin. You know, probably is not the home run hitter he once was. I, I get that.
0: Sure, get that. sure. But, but can you, I guess, my question is, do you think if you do reverse the workload and pollard's more the primary can you preserve more of zeke's health so you don't run into some of these knee issues they've seen the last two years
1: that guy is like one of the healthiest running backs in the history of the national football Oh man he's been banged up the last two years guy played through a torn knee thing bobby come on (laughs) i know but i'm just saying like
0: can you potentially preserve that and get a more efficient workload out of zeke if he's taking fewer carries
1: I could see the comments in this section right now. Oh, Broadus is just being old, crusty guy. does I'm playing him. devil's advocate. I'm just playing. I know. Devil's advocate. I know. Go the, go the eye test. You see. You see big runs. You do. You see absolute sure. big runs. And that's something I think that. Well, okay. Why? Why? Why not continue the way it is? You can keep Pollard fresh too for some big runs. Sure. You know. And yeah. I, but I, I I just don't see. I just don't see in the second half after the bye it is going to be a flip of these players. I just don't. Now, could we see Turpin get more involved and other things like that? Sure. But I don't know if the running game is gonna dramatically like okay, Pollard's the starter, he's getting uh eighteen carries and Zeke's getting twelve. I, I don't I don't see that. I don't.
0: Come- couple other questions uh, heading into the second half of the season. Uh, You know, we talk about the run defense. We took calls here tonight, Kevin Gray and I, our our teammate at 105 Through the Fan, doing the Specs uh, Cowboys postgame show. We we took calls tonight, and everybody was wanting to talk about the run defense and and how that's a big concern for them right now. And and it is. I don't think teams are going to be able to stress you the way Chicago does, but it's been an issue all year, and that was something that you were worried about. Is there a way that Dan Quinn can make this better without new personnel, or is it just one of those things where – it's probably going to be about what it is, and you're going to have to wait until you can, you know, replenish your personnel in the offseason before it will get much better.
1: Not all your defensive ends play the run like Tank Lawrence does. Yeah. That's that's the issue. That's the issue. You, you What do you want? You want really good pass rush or you want run defense. Which one do you want? Because right. unless you have four other guys or three other guys that play the run as well as Tank does – you're going to have Dorrance Armstrong get blocked. You're going to have Fowler get blocked. You're going to have guys on the edge get blocked. It, it's happened. That's what this is. When you watch, and I, I, I'm i not challenging anybody, but if you get NFL game plus or pass, whatever they call it now, NFL plus, yeah. you sit down and watch the all 22, watch the perimeter runs and watch what happens that gets the ball to and around the corner or gets the ball up inside. You know, you, you know, we throw a lot of shade at Layton Vanderesh throw a lot of shade at Anthony Barr. Throw I think I think
0: Vanderesh has been good.
1: I think Vanderesh has been good too. I think Vanderesh yep. has been having to cover for some people who haven't been good. Yeah. You know, and I think that 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 to me, you're you're going to have to make a determination, you know, and you're I I don't know another offense, maybe Philly, I don't know another offense that is this diverse when it comes to running the football. And that committed. You have got to, if Dallas continues to score 30 points a game and the defense plays the way it has, not giving up points like it has, I want to see somebody be really, really patient to run the football. Because you know what's going to happen? The clock's going to run out. And you're gonna lose My. by six, and you're gonna lose by six points. Yeah, that's what's no, gonna I, happen.
0: You know, I, and I so
1: to me, cowboy run defense is you do not have, and this is probably gonna make headlines like every other thing, and I say that you know, people <laughs> take the wrong way. I, I just feel like though that you have one defensive end that can really, really play the run well. And the others are trying their best to play the run right now, and it's been a problem.
0: The other big question, obviously, is as we head into the buy, people are still wondering, and, and you've got till Tuesday to make a decision on this if you want to trade. There's some free agent names out there. I know uh, Jerry Jones told uh, our Kevin Gray that, "Hey, I'm willing to sacrifice capital if it means getting a real difference maker in here." Stephen Jones talking to Todd Archer from ESPN, little more. You know, threw some water on it It was like, eh, you know, we we like that group right now There's guys we got coming back And then he said, not to mention Guys that are available Out there And was sort of, and, and Archer followed up And was like, are you talking about Odell Beckham? Is that an Odell Beckham head? And Steven said, I didn't say that So, uh, Brian As somebody who worked in that building First off, the question about the receivers Going in the second half of the season Do you think they need to add somebody Whether it be a free agent to trade, something else Add somebody to to fill that out a little bit more. And second, from what you know of Stephen Jones, is that him dropping a cutesy little hint about Odell Beckham? Or do you think he was genuinely saying, "I didn't say Odell Beckham"? That's not what I'm he talking.
1: did. Yeah, that, I think I I really do appreciate what Jerry. Any you know, if you want to be critical of Jerry Jones, after what happened today in the game with his team being six and two at the bye, you got the Giants at six and two, the Eagles at seven and oh. And he sees what's going on in the NFC right now. He sees it. And Jerry Jones told Kevin Gray that if he has to make a go-for-it move, he is more than willing to give the draft capital to go do that. Steven Jones, who him and Will rely on the the draft, do they want to give up first-round picks? Do they want to give up second-round picks? It's, It's somewhat in their DNA because they've done it before at wide receiver. But that's where I think Steven is a little bit more cautious than his dad. His dad realized today that it's like, listen, we just won, you know, first half of the season, we won six games. Four of those games were the backup quarterback. If I don't go for it here or don't attempt to go for it here, what what am I doing? I'm 80 years old. That's, that's what Jerry Jones is thinking. He's thinking this might be my chance to go do this because – Tomorrow, he's not guaranteed tomorrow. Hell, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. But what he's thinking about his football team as a general manager is if he can make a move to put them over the top. I remember a move we made in Green Bay. We, we signed Andre Risen on, off the street. Andre Risen had been in Cleveland. He'd been with Jacksonville. He got released. Everybody said he was a malcontent, bad guy. One of the best teammates I've ever seen. A guy, guy played eight games. Including playoffs and the Super Bowl, eight and O with him in the lineup. Mm. That guy was a difference maker. When you have Robert Brooks and other guys like that, and you know, uh, it, 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 he was a difference maker. And and that's the thing about it. Sometimes you have to just say, you know what, we're going for it now. You, you know, you read the room, you read, you see what's going on, and you see what's happening in the NFC, and you see what's happening in your own division. You could win 12 games in this division and still have to travel on the road. But maybe if you go get a difference maker, you beat Philly, they lose one time, and now we're starting to talk about tiebreakers and getting home playoff games.
0: You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.